the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. We get underway in eight minutes past the hour of nine o'clock on this Thursday, the tenth morning of the tenth month of the year of our Lord, twenty nineteen. Very big show lined up for you today. A couple of very great guests coming up at ten ten this morning. One hour from now, we will talk to Doctor Everett Piper, uh, best-selling author and uh, uh, sought-after speaker, former president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. He and I will discuss the massive Supreme Court case that oral arguments were presented in front of or um, as a part of on Tuesday uh, that would attempt to redefine sex as we know it as being gender identity, psychological delusion for the purposes of applying the 1964 Civil Rights Act protections for people uh, who just don't think they really know who they are and the impact that that will have on american society so dr piper on that <clears throat> excuse me at the top of the next hour uh, at the bottom of this hour at about nine thirty-five, brigadier general robert spaulding will join us to try to make some sense of what's going on in china moreover what is going on here in the united states with our national basketball association as it pertains to china and it really shouldn't take an expert like Robert Spaulding to discuss this, but we will, or he will, rather, uh, because he's going to talk to us about, um, uh, with, with an experience, a level of experience nobody else has, at least that I'm aware of. He is an expert on U.S.-China relations. As a matter of fact, he's got a book called Stealth War, How China Took Over While America's Elite Slept. And he has some very uh, important information and some thoughts to share with us on the National Basketball Association kowtowing to the CHICOMs and selling out the freedom fighters or freedom seekers, if you will, in uh, in Hong Kong. 
Um, it is just simply an embarrassment. Hugh Hewitt played this audio toward the end of his broadcast. I want to play it for you in case you missed it. If you weren't listening to Hugh at the end there, and if you weren't, shame on you. You should always listen to Hugh. I do every morning. But anyway, um, he played this audio of uh, NBA superstar, two-time MVP, Steph Curry. Steph Curry apparently thinks it's really easy to be woke in 2019 about American issues. It's really easy to be woke when it comes to criticizing the American government, but it's just too darn hard to figure out when it comes to criticizing, I don't know, a human rights-violating communist government like China's. He was asked at the Warriors media uh, uh, gathering, their little press conference there, about China. If you haven't been paying attention, just real briefly, Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey about a week ago tweeted a very simple two-line tweet in support of the people of Hong Kong. It was not controversial. It was not profane. It was not really in any way something that should have drawn attention other than right on, Daryl. People of Hong Kong are looking for liberty. They're looking to get out from underneath the oppressive Chinese government's thumb. Hong Kong, of course, is basically a special province of China, and they are under Chinese rule. And bottom line is, uh, China is an oppressive, human rights-violating communist government, and the people there are looking for freedom. They're protesting, they're demonstrating, and Daryl Morey said, in support of freedom, uh, support Hong Kong, free Hong Kong. Well, the U.S. basketball program, if you will, or the basketball industry is a better way to say it. The National Basketball Association, along with a lot of its ancillary arms, has a huge investment in the Chinese market. Why? Simple. There are 1.2 billion Chinese people. There's one point. They have about a seventh of the world's population in China. That's a huge market. There's a lot of money to be made there, selling shoes to the Chinese, selling American basketball. And so instantly, the owner of the Houston Rockets responded to Daryl Morey, their general manager, and said, oh, by the way, he doesn't speak for us, doesn't speak for the entire organization. Sorry about that, China. They started the apology tour to the Chinese. The Chinese government tried to tell uh, everybody that the Chinese people were incredibly hurt by this. The problem is we don't know what the Chinese people felt because the Chinese people don't have free speech. They don't have free press. Did I mention it's a communist nation? Red China doesn't allow the people. Chances are the people in China may not have ever heard what Daryl Morey said or in context what Daryl Morey said. They may have made up a quote as far as we know. State-run media tends to allow uh, or tends to um, force um, uh, misinformation upon the populace. So they were told, we were told that, oh, Chinese people are so upset and so outraged at what Daryl Morey said by saying support Hong Kong. Chances are the people of actual mainland China would probably like to join the protesters in Hong Kong to get freedom rather than be subjected to the oppressive rule of the uh, Chi-Coms. But at any rate, because of that, well, we can't violate our, 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 our media, I mean, our, uh, uh, business partners here and, and jeopardize our revenue. So the NBA started apologizing. Adam Silver, the commissioner, said, well, Daryl Morey does have free speech because we are America and we have free speech. So he, you know, kind of defended him to that extent, but then went on to say, 
that. However, there are consequences for that free speech, and now we have to deal with the consequences, our partners in China. So the Chinese government canceled all kinds of media appearances uh, by the uh, teams that are playing exhibition games over there. Uh, they canceled events that were going to benefit uh, um disabled children or special needs children uh, because the NBA players are going to be involved. They're going to make the NBA pay for somebody daring to have something they don't support, which is free speech, Daryl Morey, and saying something they don't support, which is freedom for the people of Hong Kong. So that's where it is. Now let's fast forward. Steve Kerr, head coach of the Golden State Warriors, one of the woke of the uh, of the National Basketball Association, Steve Kerr never misses an opportunity ever to criticize Donald Trump and the American government. Asked about the Chinese government and its little war now of words with the NBA and its canceling of appearances, et cetera, et cetera, uh, had no comment. Uh, it's just too much. You know, I don't really know that much about it, and so I really probably shouldn't comment on it. No, he knows all about it because it's simple. It's a binary choice here. You either support freedom or you support oppression. People of Hong Kong want to be free. Chinese government wants to oppress. It's that simple. Daryl Morey knew it. That's why it took him only about, what, 50 of his 240 or 280 characters allowed on Twitter to send a little tweet of support for the people of Hong Kong. Steve Kerr wouldn't comment on it. Greg Popovich, liberal. Trump hater, head coach of the San Antonio Spurs, same thing. Um, well, uh, well, I'm just glad to know that we have free speech in our country, he said in support of Daryl Morey, saying what he wanted to say. But does he support freedom for Hong Kong? Not saying. Why? Because A, it would be the right thing, and B, it might be something that costs the NBA money. They make billions on the market of China. Now let's fast forward again. To Steph Curry, two-time MVP. This is what Hugh played at the end of his uh, program today, and I want to play it uh, here near the start of mine. Steph Curry, who carries as much weight in the NBA as anybody not named LeBron. Seriously, this is one of the superstars. Two-time MVP, three-time champion. Steph Curry asked about China and its oppressive human rights violating communist government and the free uh, the the uh, desire of the people of Hong Kong to be free will you support Hong Kong Steph Curry you want to say publicly on certain issues no i think this one just from it's a league wide situation in our presence in china it's just it's just a different conversation i think than what we have normally Coach talking about gun violence or gender equality or things that um, for us is being uh, spokespeople for people who can't speak for themselves within our communities. That I'm stop right there. Do you hear this? Uh, if it's about gun violence or gender equality or something, you know, we'll speak out because we have people who can't speak for themselves. What country do you live in, Steph? What country do you live in? People in this country can speak out all they want about gun violence. People in this country can speak all they want about gender equality. What do you mean? What do you mean you'll speak up in this country because people can't speak for themselves? The people who can't speak for themselves are the people of China and the people of Hong Kong who are trying to speak for themselves and are being shot in the chest for it by Chinese military. 
What do you mean you only speak for people who can't speak for themselves? The people who can't speak for themselves are Hong Kong. This is not a complex issue, no matter how much you want to make it one to avoid having to say anything of substance. That makes a huge impact. This situation is there's a, there's a huge weight and gravity to it, and there's going to be some things that need to be sorted out, but I just don't know enough about Chinese history. And You don't need to know Chinese history. You need to know communism, freedom. It's binary choice. It's that simple. Human rights violations or liberty. It's just that simple. Don't act like you're not educated. You are. Steph Curry's a smart guy. But Steph Curry doesn't know when it's okay to be woke and when it's okay not to be. And that, and what that, how that's influenced you know, modern society today um, and that interaction to speak on it. So that's just where we're at. And, this is not going away, so we'll, we'll come back to it. Yeah, it's not going away, so we'll come back to it. So what, what will we come back to? What will we come back to? More of you and your NBA elite superstar liberal woke friends um, ripping Donald Trump and the United States government, ripping it as being unfair, ripping rip it as being in violation of people's civil rights, none of which is true, of course. You'll You'll be all over that. But when you actually see... Human rights being violated. I mean, do you realize, since he brought up gender equality and that sort of thing, do you realize that in China, as in much of the Middle Eastern uh, Muslim-dominated countries, they throw people in jail for being gay? You realize that? Just, just, just like that, they will throw people in jail for being gay. They torture people. They, they lock people up for violating uh, um, uh, government uh orders government standards when it comes to free speech what they're allowed to say and in what spaces they're allowed to say it it is a human rights oppressive machine the chai comms are and you won't speak out against them you you propose to speak up for the little guy you purport rather to speak up for the little guy for the defenseless for those who can't speak for themselves but you and your woke brethren in the nba should be ashamed of yourselves all of you for not standing up for the people of Hong Kong and for not being consistent in how quote-unquote woke you are. It's just reprehensible, and I will tell you this. I've been covering sports and doing sports radio for 22 years, in addition to my news and political radio. I've been doing sports radio, and I will tell you, because I have to cover the sport for that part of my job, I do and I will, but I will tell you this. I am sincerely hopeful that Americans turn it off. Turn the NBA off until there is an apology and until there is a change in policy. Don't watch it. Don't give them your dollars. Don't go to their games. Don't buy their merchandise. Do not enrich the NBA, which is selling out people's freedom, selling out their uh, their, their human rights, let alone their civil rights, but their human rights, all because of Chinese profit. 921, back right after this on AM 1420, The Answer. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. All right, 925 now. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420, the answer. We're going to talk to Robert Spaulding again, a Brigadier General from the United States Air Force, retired. He's got a book out. That'll be coming up after the bottom of the hour. Stealth War, How China Took Over While America's Elite Slept. 
And this uh, NBA story is uh, <clears throat> only going to get bigger, and I hope they pay a very hefty price. If they want to cash in on the uh, Chinese market, I hope it costs them in the American market where we actually value liberty and support the people of Hong Kong. The chief counsel for the President of the United States, uh, Pat Cipollone, has put an eight-page letter together that was delivered to Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, <clears throat> Elliot Engel, chair of the uh, uh, Foreign Affairs Committee, Adam Schiff, Intel Committee, and Elijah Cummings, uh, Oversight Committee. And it's eight pages of essentially, hey, until you do things legally and the right way when it comes to your impeachment inquiry, go pound sand. That's pretty much what this is. I write on behalf of the President of the United States in response to your numerous legally unsupported demands made as part of what you have labeled contrary to the Constitution of the United States and all past bipartisan precedent as an impeachment inquiry. As you know, you have designed and implemented your inquiry in a manner that violates fundamental fairness and constitutionally mandated due process. For example, you've denied the president the right to cross-examine witnesses, to call witnesses, to receive transcripts of testimony, to have access to evidence, to have counsel present, and many other basic rights guaranteed to all Americans. You have conducted your proceedings in secret. You have violated civil liberties and the separation of powers by threatening executive branch officials, claiming you will seek to punish those who exercise fundamental constitutional rights and prerogatives. All of this violates the Constitution and the rule of law and every past precedent. Never before in our history has the House of Representatives, under the control of either political party, taken the American people down the dangerous path you seem con- uh, determined to pursue? Put simply, writes the counsel to the president, you seek to overturn the results of the 2016 election and deprive the American people of the president they have freely chosen. Many Democrats now apparently view impeachment not only as the means to undo the Democratic results of the last election, but as a strategy to influence the next election which is barely more than a year away. As one member of Congress explained, he is, quote, concerned that if we don't impeach the president, he will get reelected, end quote. That's Al Green, by the way, from Texas. Your highly partisan and unconstitutional effort threatens grave and lasting damage to our democratic institutions, to our system of free elections, and to the American people. For his part, President Trump took the unprecedented step of providing the public transparency by declassifying and releasing the record of his call with President Zelensky of Ukraine. The record clearly established that the call was completely appropriate and that there is no basis for your inquiry. The fact that there was nothing wrong with the call was also powerfully confirmed by Chairman Schiff's decision to create a false version of the call and to read it to the American people at a congressional hearing, without disclosing that he was simply making it all up. That's the beginning of the letter that has been sent again by White House counsel to the uh, uh, deep state impeachment inquiry crew. Uh, They're not really part of the deep state. They're out in front of all of this. But to uh, the Democrats in charge of the various House committees and to the Speaker of the House, uh, it has been waved off, of course, by the Democrats, the Cipollone letter. Uh, it is being dismissed as being nothing but a uh, partisan defense of the President of the United States for the purposes of protecting his own uh, rear end, if you will. But every part of this is true. It's sourced. It is uh, uh, footnoted uh, with um, 
the history, uh, precedent, and constitutional law all identified, and it is 100% accurate. We'll talk more about that as this morning goes on. This, I promise you. But we're going to get a timeout now for news. Then we're going to come back and talk more about China and what they are doing to the people of Hong Kong and how and why this impacts the United States by way of the National Basketball Association. That's right. More on that story coming up with uh, retired Brigadier General Robert Spaulding right here in 1420, The Answer. Onward we roll. It's 934. The Bob Brands Authority continues. AM 1420, The Answer. I give you a little bit of Steph Curry and his non-committal comments on the uh, human rights violations going on in China to the people of Hong Kong and also to the people of China, to be quite frank. Gave you a little bit of Steph Curry refusing to condemn the Chinese government. Uh, Here's ultimate uber-woke NBA coach Steve Kerr, also of the Warriors. It's a a really really bizarre international story. and um, A lot of us don't know what to make of it, so... um, it's something I'm reading about, and just like everybody is, but I'm not going to comment further. Yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard to figure out. Uh, you you are never at a loss for criticism of the United States of America's government. Never at a loss to condemn uh, uh, people who, who you think violate civil rights here in the United States, but you can't figure out what human rights violators look like in the Chicom government. Uh, ultimate hypocrisy. Uh, let's uh, welcome uh, General Spaulding to the program now. Retired Brigadier General uh, Robert Spaulding from the Air Force uh, has a new book out, uh, Stealth War, How China Took Over While America's Elite Slept. 25 years of service in the United States Air Force, former China strategist for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs as well, and the Joint Staff at the Pentagon, a senior defense official and defense attache to China. Nobody knows more about China than Mr. Spaulding. Uh, thanks very much, General. Appreciate you coming on. How are you, sir? Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm trying to make some sense of, of this. Um, you know, the the NBA, all the, from the... Commissioner Adam Silver, all the way through the owners and the players and the woke coaches and everybody else, they all supported a boycott, General, of the state of North Carolina, the free state of North Carolina, a couple of years ago when North Carolina passed a law protecting private spaces for women and girls from men coming in and uh, potentially violating those spaces. They uh, stripped the NBA, Charlotte, rather, uh, the NBA stripped Charlotte, North Carolina, of the All-Star Game in protest over their terrible policy that they thought violated transgender rights. Now the people of uh, Hong Kong are demonstrating and asking for liberty and freedom of oppression from you know their human rights and the nba has nothing to say about it what are your thoughts sir well I mean, that's exactly why i got out of the air force uh, after 27 years um essentially i realized what was going on uh, back in 2014 when i was working in the pentagon and that's what i focused on for the last five years is essentially not only the deindustrialization of the united states and the and the, and the concerns that were going on with that but also uh, how slowly our corporate and financial and academic and political leaders were essentially aligning themselves with the Chinese Communist Party. So you mentioned that they won't speak up about uh, essentially the forced organ harvesting of uh, prisoners of conscience and the concentration camps in China, but they you know, will speak up against North Carolina. It is really hypocrisy at its highest, but quite frankly, this is a strategy that the Chinese Communist Party has been executing for decades. 
Yeah, and the, you know, the Chinese uh, government and uh, also Yao Ming, former NBA player and now the uh, chairman of the Chinese Basketball League uh, or association or whatever they call it, they say that the people of China were hurt by Daryl Morey's tweet. This all, of course, goes back to Daryl Morey, the uh, general manager of the Houston Rockets, who sent a very short tweet in support of the people of Hong Kong and in support of liberty. They said the people of China were hurt by this, and defending them, they were breaking ties in certain factions with the NBA. How do we know what the people of China think? Because in this communist regime, the people of China do not have free speech, and they also do not well, have freedom of the press, exactly so we don't even right. know what they heard. We don't even know if they got the real that, story Exactly right. They, they, the, the, that you've offended the feelings of 1.4 billion Chinese is a comment I heard very often and is essentially a Chinese Communist Party talking point. And so when somebody says that, and when anybody says that, they're essentially basically giving you the, the rote, uh, memorized statement of the Chinese Communist Party. And so you have to suspect that uh, essentially they've aligned themselves with the Chinese Communist Party as well. This is going, this was going on. Um, you know, in, in our own government, in fact, because quite frankly, they had convinced us that if we just, uh, you know, embrace them and give them everything that we had, that they would become like us. And of course, um, we know now that that's not the case. Not only are, are, are uh, they not becoming like us, they are changing uh, us to be more like them through these economic and financial arrangements with our, our corporate and, uh, and academic and political leaders. We are talking with retired Brigadier General Robert Spaulding, who is an author as well now, uh, author of Stealth War, How China Took Over While America's Elite Slept. Let, let's go bigger picture here than this uh, this uh, NBA battle, and, and I will talk more about how fans and how Americans uh, should view the NBA with uh, with respect to all of this in a moment. But let's go bigger picture and, and tell me about the premise of your book. We are watching what I believe to be one of the most courageous acts any American leader has ever undertaken, and that is President Trump's willingness to confront China with respect to trade, uh, to confront them for all of the advantage they have taken of us in trade over the course of the last several decades, um, and built themselves to being you know, uh, the second largest economy in the world because no one in the United States was willing to do anything about it. Now, it's cost President Trump, I think, some approval points. It's cost him a little bit with farmers and others who say, you know, this is hurting us right now in the short term, but we hope it will, um, you know, benefit us in the long term. Can you tell us the premise of uh, stealth war? Yeah, so it's very easy. What what the Chinese Communist Party realized um, was three things were happening in the world uh, as they were coming, as the uh, essentially the Cold War was ending and the Soviet Union was collapsing. Number one, nuclear weapons made war with America really not uh, really a risky um, proposition. But globalization and the Internet were opening, opening up free societies to be exploited. And so essentially they realigned, after the massacres of Tiananmen Square, they essentially went back and they realigned what they were doing uh, with trade, with finance, with immigration, with media politics, uh, the Internet, academia, and they essentially adopted all of the um, openness that the United States uh, was offering and then re uh, essentially engineered the system to their benefit across all those elements. And that's what I detail in my book. It's, it's really about taking the benefits of open systems and turning them into vulnerabilities by attacking those systems using, you know, our essential rules against us. And so one of the ways, for example, that they're using our capital markets is to um, have our retirement funds, our institutional investors in this country, 
invest our retirement funds in China, despite the fact that Chinese companies that are registered and listed on our exchanges don't have the same audit requirements or transparency requirements of American companies. They take that money back to China, and then when we have startups, technology startups here in the United States uh, that are having trouble getting capital, getting investment here in the United States because they've sent that money over to China, then the Chinese come in and buy those companies with our own money, take the technology back to the United States, use it for commercial means and military means, and then turn around and sell it to us and build it into the weapons that are facing us. Um, how do we how do we reverse that? How do how do we change that uh, that dynamic? Well, it's already begun. I think you alluded to it a little bit. We released the national security strategy uh, strategy in December of 2017 that right. basically outlined kind of four pillars to the strategy. One is um, as as uh, witnessed with this NBA incident, we're no longer going to just be about open markets. It's also about open markets and democratic principles. By the way, China doesn't believe in open markets. They just believe in, in unfair markets. Um, we're going to defend the system. And so when you see CFIUS reform, when you see the tariffs, when you see uh, putting a company like Huawei on the entity list, when you see blacklisting companies, when you see um, you know uh, indicting somebody like Meng Wanzhou up in Canada, Essentially, the federal government has been turned on the Chinese Communist Party. And then the third uh, pillar is really to begin to take the money that we were sending to China, hundreds of billions, trillions of dollars that we've invested in China, and and turn around and start investing that in infrastructure, the industrial base, to re-industrializing America, uh, STEM education and research and development, all things that we were doing, by the way, during the Cold War. And then finally, to get the international institutions uh, like the UN and WTO, to begin to work with us again by forcing our allies and partners to get off of China's um, finance and, and trade um, uh, relationships. General uh, Robert Spaulding, Brig- uh, Brigadier General Robert Spaulding is our guest. He has uh, some expertise in China that very few, I think, in this country do. Former China strategist for the, uh, uh, for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the Joint Staff at the Pentagon. Um, you mentioned blacklisting companies. That was something that was announced this week by President Trump in the administration. There were more companies, uh, Chinese companies, that have been blacklisted. They cannot use American products or parts to build uh, some of their products. Um, this has got to be a long game, as we talked about. Can we, because these companies, uh, you know, certainly rely on those sales, obviously, uh, you know, for their own revenue at the, you know, in the present, can we survive the short-term pain in anticipation of that long-term gain? Absolutely. And, and, you know, one of the things that we haven't done, as I mentioned, is invest in this country. So once you start investing in infrastructure and industrial base, so taking what I'm talking about is taking some of that $800 billion we are spending on the Defense Department each year and taking some of that money and actually uh, investing it in the manufacturing base so that we can manufacture the circuit boards for the frontline fighter, the F-35, rather than having the Chinese, uh, you know, manufacturing, that'll stimulate the economy as well. So we can, we can turn this around. We're just going to have to think differently about how we secure the country in a globalized internet powered world. Um, what do you make of the president's relationship with uh, President Xi in China? He he tweeted something a couple of weeks ago, um, 
on, I guess, the anniversary of the People's Republic of China. He congratulated the president on 70 years of the People's Republic of China, which struck a lot of people, myself included, as uh, as odd, um, because he essentially is uh, helping them celebrate, uh, you know, communism uh, and 70 years of, of this Communist Party's oppressive regime. Um, what do you make of that? Is he is he also playing a long game there? Is this just an attempt to curry favor, to establish relationship norms with them? Uh, or is, was, that a, was that an error? Was that a faux pas by the president? No, that's exactly right. You know, he is the, the America's chief diplomat. He realizes that he needs to continue to talk to these leaders. Uh, by the way, just like Reagan did, uh, you know, with the Soviet Union during the Cold War. And so he's trying to maintain those relations. But at the same time, the, the federal bureaucracy, let me tell you, uh, the Department of Justice, the FBI, the State Department, the, the Pentagon, they're all, you know, completely flipped over uh, in terms of they were cooperating with the, the Chinese Communist Party. Now they're going after them. And that's why you see. So there was this narrative that, oh, this blacklisting was done just to um, get leverage for the trade talks. No, this is part of a continuing change in the federal bureaucracy to, to attack essentially what the Chinese Communist Party is doing in our country. You know, the part that we haven't done yet is, again, the investment. Once that comes, you know, you're really going to see um, this economy take off because we China acts as a parasite. And so you, we bleed 1% to 3% GDP every single year we're connected to them. As we disconnect from that, we're going to get that GDP growth back in our country. And then once we start to invest in our industrial base, we're going to grow like gangbusters. Let's um, project the other way for a moment. Um, what happens if President Trump is removed from office? Or, even if he isn't, but he loses in 2020? I feel and maybe fear that China has no reason, really, to uh, capitulate here and give in to any of the president's demands as far as fair trade, not free trade, but as you point out, fair trade, because all they got to do is sit back and wait. I feel like they would be very invested in having a Democrat win this uh, White House or, again, to remove the president, because uh, whenever the Democrats take over, they're going to stop the trade war. They're going to reinstitute all of the open trade that China was uh, benefiting from throughout all these decades. Well, I mean, and I think that's uh, that's right, especially with regard to Biden. I think that would be preferable to the Chinese Communist Party. But one of the things that, you know, I did with this book and, and what I've tried to do, um, you know, both in the military and out is be nonpartisan and just say, hey, look, this is a problem we have. It's an existential threat to democracy. And, and, and by the way, we have problems on the right and the left. So both Republicans and Democrats have taken money from the Chinese Communist Party. And so... You know, and if you go to Congress on the right and the left, this is the one issue that, that I think both sides recognize is a threat to our democracy. And so, you know, I'm focused on, I, if, if it's somebody, uh, from the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, they better be anti-China or I'm coming after them. General uh, Spalding, last question for you, uh, and I really appreciate your time, uh, this morning. As it pertains to uh, the Biden story, do you have any inside information, or maybe that's the wrong way to say it, but do you have any analysis that you can offer? The president declared directly, and I think we all know, we all saw the Joe Biden tape about Ukraine, uh, shaking down Ukraine uh, uh, and the prosecutor that was investigating the Burisma Holdings company that Hunter Biden uh, had a faux job for. It was a phony job. But we all have been told as well that he took over a billion dollars from China, uh, is the way the president has phrased that. Um, do you have any analysis or insight on that? 
Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, I, it's actually detailed in my book. Um, you know, the Chinese curry favor with our elites in this country by finding some way to uh, incentivize them financially, and that's, that's no different. And really, it's not a quid pro quo. What it is is essentially adopting the Chinese worldview. So when Xi Jinping goes to Davos and says, I'm all about open markets, then these people sit in the audience and clap and say, yes, you know, the, 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 the China's a democracy and Xi Jinping's a, a benevolent, you know, uh, part of the open system, which is all a, a giant hypocrisy if you look at what happens with the NBA. And so this is going on. It's going on in the, on the right and on the left. And this is how essentially the Chinese Communist Party curries favor with the established um, political system within the United States. That's why. You know, two Bush uh, administration, the Clinton administration, and Obama administration wouldn't essentially uh, go after the Chinese Communist Party. It wasn't until somebody from outside the system came in. Now, the system itself is trying to spit that um, that person out because, you know, quite frankly, he's countering all the, the bad decisions uh, that they've done on behalf of the country. Brigadier General Robert Spaulding retired from the Air Force after 25 years of service. Um, the new book is called Stealth War, How China Took Over While America's Elite Slept. It could not be more uh, timely and apropos for you to pick this book up. It says upcoming, uh, General. When is it released or when is the release date? No, it's released. Yeah, it is released. Okay, sorry about that. I have an outdated uh, uh, script here. I cannot wait to read it myself, but I'm glad I got an overview of it from you. And thank you for your thoughts on uh, the National Basketball Association uh, essentially bowing to the communist uh, Chinese regime uh, while uh, condemning the free capitalist regime here in the United States. Uh, General, thank you so much. Appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. You do the same. 951 now, the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer will get a quick time out. Come back. Dr. Everett Piper, by the way, after the top of the hour, going to talk about that mammoth Supreme Court case. Oral arguments were made on Tuesday over what sex means. Does sex mean what we think it means? Male? Female? Biologically? Physiologically? Anatomically? Chromosomally? Or does it mean, eh, whatever I feel like in my head? Supreme Court has to answer that question, and the impact on this country is going to be massive. Talk to Dr. Piper about that coming up. The Bob France Authority back after this. Now heard through downtown, through Greater Cleveland on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. All right, 957. Now the Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420. The answer the Biden campaign is in a tizzy. They are panicking just a little bit. They are lashing out at the New York Times. The New York Times allowed a piece. This is a little bit surprising, by the way. I have to throw this to you. Um, and this won't take long because we got Dr. Piper coming up here after the top of the hour news, so bear with me. But the New York Times allowed a, an opinion piece to run, an op-ed from Peter Schweitzer. Author Peter Schweitzer uh, is the man who wrote Clinton Cash. He is one of the most, in, one of the best, rather, investigative journalist authors that is working today. He knows inside and out all of the uh, chicanery of the Democrats. His books have been just absolutely spot on. And um, he is now researching and following the Biden trail through Ukraine and through China, right? So Peter Schweitzer wrote a piece that was allowed to run in the New York Times, headlined, What Hunter Biden Did Was Legal. That's the problem. 
And it goes on to talk about, of course, the fact that Hunter Biden didn't break any rules or laws by accepting free money from the Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian uh, uh, energy company Burisma Holdings, uh, in exchange for knowing nothing about Ukraine, about Ukrainian language, or about gas or oil exploration or trading. He knows nothing about it, uh, but it wasn't illegal for him to take the job. That's exactly the problem. The problem, as Peter Schweitzer points out, is he was given a job legally uh, so that they could buy influence into the White House, which cannot be proven, uh, at least uh, until this investigation takes place. Anyway, the Biden campaign is freaking out. They're livid that the New York Times would dare run this piece. Uh, Biden via campaign deputy manager Kate Bedingfield took action and penned a scathing letter to the executive editor of the Times for unfairly giving top billing to Schweitzer on its editorial pages. Bedingfield also slammed the newspaper's Ukraine coverage as catering to Donald Trump's attorney Rudy Giuliani and serving as an outsized hand, that's a quote, outsized hand in a baseless conspiracy theory. It's hilarious. I'm going to read more of this to you coming up on the program because uh, the idea that the New York Times was somehow, some way, actually trying to aid and benefit Donald Trump is pure comedy gold. But that's how desperate the, the Biden campaign is. Biden is out there now screaming into every microphone he can that Trump should be impeached. And uh, his campaign is flipping out when anybody suggests anything to the contrary and points out that he and his son are crooked, as crooked as the day is long. So uh, we'll get into that a little bit more, but coming up directly after the top of the hour news, Dr. Everett Piper on the Supreme Court, sex and fairness and equality for women in the United States. That story next on AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 